A Florida man shot his son for refusing to stop playing guitar. A Florida woman blames her drunk driving on an egg roll. A Florida man dry-humped a dog and then attacked its owner. And a Florida man is accused of attacking a seagull with a shovel. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News. And on Friday, we do only weird news from Florida, our favorite state in the nation. Yes, Florida Fridays only on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. Let's jump right into this degenerate news, baby. A Florida man shot his son for refusing to stop playing guitar. A 79-year-old Florida man is accused of shooting his 50-year-old son because he wouldn't stop playing the guitar. Well, maybe your son has a dream, sir. (laughs) A dream of playing in an Eagles cover band. And you're just going to squash his dreams like that by shooting him in the face? I don't know. We need more information. What song was being played? Because there's some songs I do not want to hear on acoustic guitar ever again. We'll go through them later in the story. At 5 p.m. on Sunday, Florida police responded to a call about an accidental shooting. Oh, it's accidental now? I thought it was on purpose. We got Fred Moore, senior, age 79. He told the police that his son would not stop playing guitar. So Fred Sr. said he went and got his gun. Threatened, only threatened to shoot Junior. And then... uh, fired the gun unfortunately he said he wasn't trying to hit the son he wasn't trying to hit old junior he was he only meant to shoot the guitar (laughs) well unfortunately the guitar is on his chest okay fred senior the guitar is on your person so when you shoot the guitar you're actually shooting a person and i don't know about you i don't know what kind of guitar your your son's playing but usually they're very thin wooden instruments and the bullet tends to go through them and into the chest of the guitar player He says he was only trying to shoot near his son. Uh, Police found the gun, shell casing, and the guitar with apparent bullet holes in it. (laughs) That's right. He shoots the guitar. The guitar's on your son, you dumbass. Wow. Again, again, before we jump to judgment, what exactly was Junior playing? I want to know. Was it... Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, I got to hear that again on guitar. I'm going to shoot somebody. Hotel California. (laughs) No, don't want to hear that song ever again. What was that song everybody played in college? Breakfast at Tiffany's. Well, I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I... Is that the one? That's a very annoying song. I don't want to hear that ever again either. Any Ed Sheeran song, I just, no, no, you're going to get blasted. I mean, we we should be adults here. We shouldn't be blasting people for playing music. We should just take it and smash the guitar on the ground, light it on fire, a la Jimi Hendrix. That's the way to handle the issue. Now, we have a happy ending to the story because the son was taken to the hospital for the gunshot wound to his ribcage area, but he will live and be fine. Absolutely fine. My question to you is, what song do you never want to hear again on guitar? Call the show, 646-450-2012. A Florida woman blames her erratic driving on an egg roll. That's right, an egg roll. A Florida woman was arrested for a DUI this week. 
She did give the police a very unique defense for her erratic, dangerous driving. She claims she was not drunk at all. No alcohol. In fact, she had simply been eating an egg roll. Well, I don't know what kind of egg roll this is, but I would like a dozen, please. <laughs> I don't know where you get these alcohol-laced egg rolls or whatever they're laced with at the buffet. I'm there. This Florida lady's name is Maria. Maria Jigilovich. Jigilovich. Can't say it. Going to move on. She's 45 years old, this quality citizen that loves egg rolls that are laced with LSD, apparently. She's from St. Petersburg. She was pulled over at 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, very late night pounding egg rolls. <laughs> okay. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Department had an officer there to check uh, on her. She, they were checking the, quote, welfare of the driver for illness, injury, or impairment. Uh, says here Maria was reportedly swerving and driving quite dangerously. The officer even observed that Maria's speech was slurred and murmured. Oh, was it because she had a mouthful of egg rolls that were, uh, <laughs> that were dipped in vodka? Why is her speech murmured? I'd like to know. It says here, though, surprisingly strong alcohol odor on the breath. Maria reportedly had trouble following simple instructions given by the deputy. Upon further questioning, Maria told the police she had been eating an egg roll while driving, which caused the car to swerve. <laughs> okay, is there a bag of egg rolls in the front seat? Let's see. We need some more exhibits. <laughs> the arrest affidavit actually does not indicate that an egg roll or pieces of an egg roll were actually found in Maria's possession in the car or likewise. They did find a case of beer right next to her. Not kidding. No. <laughs> Although it does say here a search of the car resulted in the findings of the following. A plastic straw with white powder residue inside, plus a variety of loose pills found in plastic containers and satchels. The pills were a mixture of controlled substances, of course. <laughs> Maria did not have a pres prescription for any of them. <sighs> Just... Uh... <laughs> Egg rolls, man. Egg rolls. I would have never thought to have said this if I got pulled over for DUI. Blame it on some fast food. Never thought in my life this would be where you'd go. Sir, sir, you've been driving very erratically. What's going on? Um, pad Thai. I have a mouthful of pad Thai. Although there's none in the car. I, I just swallowed it all. <laughs> That's why my speech is slurred and murmured. Murmured. <laughs> A Florida man humped a dog and then attacked its owner. A Milton, Florida man has been arrested after a fight that allegedly started when the man was caught humping someone's dog. John Miller, age 33, little dog humper. He's charged with domestic violence, battery, domestic violence, aggravated assault, and criminal mischief. Doesn't mention the dog in any of these charges. What about violent, aggravated, dry humping of a canine? That should be part of the... <laughs> accusations john miller was caught humping quote humping a dog and when the owner confronted him he said miller attacked him punched him in the head punched him in the upper body left some red marks on him cut him and <laughs> cut him what about the dog poor dog's gonna be just absolutely absolutely traumatized for years being dry humped by john miller of florida anybody who's dry humped by a floridian is going to suffer trauma for several years i'd imagine 
Now, it doesn't say whether or not John Miller had clothes on when humping the dog, but I assume clothes were on because it's a dry hump. Without the clothes, it's a wet hump. Is this how it works in the world, guys? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a humping expert. <laughs> I kind of am. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> silly. Okay, so why was Miller humping the dog? Maybe the dog humped Miller first. You know, those dogs tend to just hump your leg sometimes. Well, what if you were like, hey, dog, how would you like it if I humped your leg? Here's what it feels like to get your leg humped unsolicitedly. Dog. Maybe he's trying to get him back. I don't know. That, that really doesn't excuse the behavior. Let's be real. I think John Miller's been on the chemicals. Let's find out some more information. So the victim said Miller destroyed items in his house and even destroyed the garage door. Miller grabbed a knife, threatened to kill him, leaving him in fear of his life and his mother's life. How'd you let this guy on, his, on your property? You're friends with a, a guy who would dry hump a canine? This seems strange. And it says Miller's in the county jail with a $7,000 bond. That's the end of the story. I got no details here. How it all went down. Did you, you just grab someone's dog and hump it? it? Seems very odd. I mean, unless it's a sexy ass dog, which <laughs> some, some of them are pretty good looking, right? <laughs> Jokes, guys. <laughs> but even if you were trying to torment somebody, you would. You, you don't dry hump their dog. You 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 dry hump their mom, right? You just. <laughs> I don't know. I can't wrap my head around it. I know a mother was involved. I know a knife was involved and uh, the dry humping of a canine. That, this is all we got, guys. It, when you add all these elements together, you basically get Florida. And who can understand Florida? Yay! A Florida man is accused of using a shovel to attack a seagull on a Florida beach. This lovely story comes from a place called Marco Island. Lovely. Marco Island. Do you guys remember playing Marco Polo in the pool? Marco Polo, Marco Polo. Just me? Okay, we'll move on. A Marco Island man is wanted on suspicion of using a shovel to injure a seagull on a Florida beach. Apparently seagulls have rights in Florida. The children, the children do not, but the seagulls have rights. You could attack a child with a shovel on the beach in Florida. Nothing happens. A seagull? Oh boy, how dare you? I think PETA has something to do with this. By the way, seagulls are disgusting. They're everywhere. What's wrong with a smashing one with a shovel? I don't see the big deal, to be honest with you. They steal my onion rings. They stole my, my, my salt and vinegar chips from Trader Joe's. Damn seagulls. You got to bundle up all your food when you go take a dip because heaven forbid you leave it open just for a minute. A flock of seagulls comes down and takes all your sweet treats. Takes all your snacks. These seagulls are awful. They're little bandits. Beach bandits. I say smash them all with a shovel. That's what I say. Give them a little Alka-Seltzer. Watch them blow up. Is that just a myth? Somebody told me that if you give them Alka-Seltzer, they'll blow up. I think that's not true. Could be. We, we could find out, guys. We could totally find out. Although it's probably illegal to blow up a seagull in Florida. Yeah. You can blow up a daycare, but not a seagull in Florida. Sheesh. These seagulls. Too many rights. Um... There's not much information here. They released a photo of the man they're looking for on social media. They're on Facebook like, if you see this man, he attacked a seagull. It's not even known if the bird was badly injured, it says. <laughs> You're wasting your time then and resources, Florida police. You don't even know if the bird was badly injured. Who gives a shit? It's a seagull. It's like the rat of the air. 
certainly the rat of the beach. God, can the world be okay with one less seagull? Yes, I'm pretty sure it can. Now, there's a photo of the man that attacked the seagull. He looks just like a regular old bro. He's wearing like one of those safari hats. Got some tats, some some glorious Floridian tats. You can use your imagination. <laughs> he actually has a tat of a shovel. That's a typical Florida tat. They make no sense. Uh, now, I'm, I'm guessing that there's no CCTVs on the Florida beaches, so some citizen probably took this photo and reported him to the police. I'm reporting a man that attacked a seagull with a shovel. Well, ma'am, it's, it's always a ma'am, right? It's always a, it's always a freaking Karen. He attacked the seagull with a shovel. Well, did he kill the, or destroy the seagull? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he just scared it away. But he took that shovel out. Can you imagine the hurt feelings of the seagull? The seagull was quite frightened, probably traumatized for several hours because of the shovel. The sight of a shovel being swung at your face and your beak has got to be traumatizing, officers. Can't you do something about it? <laughs> Never mind the pollution that's floating by. Never mind the needles floating by. In front of you, lady. Why don't you go pick up some of the trash, lady? Do some real good in Florida. How about that? Well, hello, my weirdos and friends, loyal listeners. Thanks for listening to another episode of Florida Friday. Thanks for being here for that. If you happen to have sent me Florida articles in the past 48 hours, I'm grateful. I want to give some love to a couple people who joined the Patreon as of this morning. Amazing. Jennifer Filipski. Filipski. I just love that last name. I got a good friend named uh, Josh Filipowski. Uh, maybe you guys are related. Probably not. <laughs> but Jennifer Jennifer Filipski has been sending me emails for quite some time. We've, we've gone back and forth, and I appreciate Jennifer's support. And uh, now she's become a patron, and we'll get her name on the closet wall. So Jennifer, way to go. <laughs> nice job, girl. Uh, also, Lisa Van Gilder also joined the Patreon. Lisa has been messaging me as well back and forth on the IG, among other places. And uh, now Lisa Van Gilder also gets her name on the closet wall. And she gets that good feeling knowing that she's supporting a five-day-a-week weird news podcast hosted by a very rude comedian who's going to get canceled any moment. So guys, jump on the Patreon. Listen to the show for as long as you can because you know it's going to get canceled, (laughs) as all good things seem to. Just kidding, guys. Shitty things get canceled, too. Um, what else? Oh, if you guys would like to join the Patreon, Patreon, like Jennifer and Lisa, my loyal supporters and listeners, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. You can also download the Patreon app and then search for Weird AF News. I think I'm the only one there. You'll see the logo. You know that logo. Um, I also want to thank those of you who called the show. I'm going to publish some phone calls. Shout out to Michael from Iowa City, who's uh, once again pushing the holiday Patreon challenge, and I appreciate that. And uh, time is limited on that, so uh, join the patron, the Patreon, and Michael will match. You'll you'll hear the message. He, he details it out. He he lays it out. Uh, wonderful, wonderful man. And uh, shout out to Michael as always. I'm grateful for you, bro. Uh, if you guys would like to call the show, 646-450-2012. Anytime, anytime, just drop me a little message. Love to hear from you. All right, y'all. Hope you have a lovely weekend. I love you. Hey there, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. 
and it's one week until Thanksgiving, so I'm calling about the Thanks for Giving Patreon Challenge, which the, the delightful Lily relaunched last week for this year. She graciously said that uh, she was going to relaunch it on behalf of me, uh, stating that, uh, you know, I didn't have to be the one to do this and put my funds forth. And I appreciate that she uh, very graciously did that on my behalf. And if someone wants to take up the torch and that challenge for next year, that would be wonderful. I may not be able to uh, fund the challenge every year. And so I, if someone wants to do that for next year, that would be great because, as I said, I might not be able to have funds for that uh, every year. So uh, thank you, Lily, for starting that up for this year. And thank you also for uh, doubling your Patreon membership for this year. Uh, it was obviously a good year for you, and it has been for me as well. The Lord has blessed me. And so what I'm going to do for this uh, year is for every person who increases their Patreon challenge, or pardon me, their Patreon membership, I'm going to donate a dollar to Jonesy, and for every new Patreon member, my donation will be $2. Uh, Jonesy is keeping track of those, and I just want to challenge everyone to consider donating to the Thanks for Giving Patreon challenge. Uh, times are still tough, and that uh, Jonesy brings us a five-day-a-week podcast for our listening pleasure. Sure brings a lot of joy and uh, uh, entertainment into my life, and I appreciate him for that. He works hard to uh, do this for us, and I know it's the passion in his life, but, you know, he needs to pay the bills, and this is one way we can help him out and show that we appreciate him. Also, just call the number as 646-450-2012, and I'm sure he'll be happy to give you his address if you'd like to send him a little care package or a little gift for the holiday season. Anyway, once again, everyone, the Thanksgiving challenge goes on throughout the four-day weekend of Thanksgiving, so we'll cut it off on Sunday, November 29th at midnight. Jonesy will keep track of all of the new uh, memberships and all of the increased memberships, and we'll see how much we can raise for them. Thanks, everyone. Bless you all. Everyone stay safe and healthy, and thank you for considering this challenge. Love you all. Take care, weirdos. Hi, Jonesy. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. I was calling about the story you did the other day on the offensive word detector. We don't need to have that at the dealership I work or at home. <laughs> they would It would be going off all day, every day. We're not PC and probably never will be. And I think that's why we love you so much. <laughs> I mean, it, it just wouldn't work to have an offensive word detector or defensive phrase detect, offensive phrase detector or anything like that. It just, no, it wouldn't work. And as far as the Patriots, Jim was, he said Jim was crying last week because his Browns lost. I'm afraid I will be crying this tonight because the Patriots are playing the Falcons and 
99% sure it's not going to end well for the Falcons. The Patriots are getting better, and the Falcons are just the Falcons. So I don't see it ending, ending any different than it did in the Super Bowl. Probably a higher score for the Patriots. So I'm resigned to that fact. So no smack talking or anything. I know the Pets are probably going to win. So enjoy the game tonight. I will too. Either way, I'll be happy. I've been a Pats fan since I was a kid, and that's really hard to do in Georgia, but I've managed to do it. So have fun watching the game, and all you weirdos out there, have a happy Friday Eve, and have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you later. Love y'all. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, it's Lily. So I'm a couple days behind on listening. I just heard the one where you talked about a lady held hostage um, by a possum. And I actually have two stories that involve me being held hostage in my home by wildlife. Um, the first, when I was in college, my roommate and I were held hostage in the apartment. Our third floor apartment, um, a possum climbed up on our balcony and was, like, right outside the front door. So whenever we would open the door to go out onto the, like, porch and go down the steps, the uh, possum would, like, hiss at us and, like, run and, like, act like it was trying to get in the apartment. So that was pretty terrifying. So we uh, spent an afternoon inside just monitoring the situation. And uh, eventually, I think one of the, like, apartment staff came with a broom and, like, chased it away off the balcony, and it finally went away. So that was a fun time in college. And then the second occasion was much more recently. Um, my my whole family actually was held hostage in a house by a snake that was on our, like, the landing. We, I wouldn't really call it a porch. It was like a landing outside our front door. So the snake was, like, sunning itself and spread out right across the door frame. So, like, if you open the door, the snake would just immediately come inside the house. So we couldn't go out our front door at all. And it was, like, a whole day. It was pretty terrible. I think what finally happened was my husband was able to, like, go out the back door and, like, around the block to get back to the front of our house when he had, like, a long-handled broom. And he, like, poked at the snake until it slithered away into the grass. And then we were able to leave the house. Um, so there you go. There's two stories about me being held hostage by wildlife. It's uh, It's pretty crazy when they try to get in your house like that. <laughs>